The Anchored City podcast is recorded in Anchorage, Alaska, on the traditional lands of the Denina Athabascan people. City Podcast, where we're connecting with Anchorage's soul through her history, stories, and people. I'm your host, Joel Kiekenfeld. The modern-day city of Anchorage sits on the unceded land of the Denina Athabascans. When outsiders came in 1915, the area was known by the Athabascan words that translate to Stickleback Creek. But giving the recently colonized area an English name might not be as simple as one would think. In 1914, the United States Interior Department named the creek Woodrow Creek and any settlement that would sit on its banks Woodrow, after then-President Woodrow Wilson. However, this decision was never communicated to the Alaska Engineering Commission, the federal commission tasked with building and operating the Alaska Railroad, who was calling the place Ship Creek in 1915. The Postal Service opted to shorten an older place name, Kinnick Anchorage, to Anchorage that same year. There were also other names in use, and confusion reigned supreme in the tent city. The first vote taken in the city that is now called Anchorage was to decide the English name for the place. The voting was administered by the Anchorage Chamber of Commerce in 1915. 531 ballots were cast, and when the votes were tallied, the winner was Alaska City, with 146 votes. In second place was Lane, after Secretary of the Interior Franklin Lane, with 129 votes. And coming in in third place was Anchorage, with 101 votes. A few other names got votes as well. Matanuska, Ship Creek, Wynn, Alaska, Terminal, Gateway, and Homestead. The Chamber of Commerce submitted the results to the federal government back in Washington, D.C. The government ignored the results. The reality of mail being sent to Anchorage, Alaska, swayed the final decision. Thus ends Anchorage's first election, to name the city. An election where the results were ignored and the third place response won. That vote to name the settlement was likely the first and only community-wide vote to take place in Anchorage in the early years. For the first five years of the city, Anchorage was governed by the Alaska Engineering Commission. But by 1920, there was a growing sentiment that Anchorage should be ruled by its citizens and not the Federal Railroad Commission. The Alaska Engineering Commission and the Alaska Chamber of Commerce worked together to devise a plan to move to self-rule. A group of citizens petitioned the district court in Valdez and gained permission to hold an election to judge the will of the people. On November 2, 1920, the election was held. On Wednesday, November 3, the front page of the Anchorage Daily Times reported, Anchorage is now an incorporated town. 
The people so decided yesterday by the necessary two-thirds vote of 328 to 130. The paper was right. 328 votes were cast in favor of incorporation. It was also correct to report that 130 votes were against the proposal. What it failed to mention, though, was that 85 blank ballots were also found in the ballot box. If all of the votes, including the blanks, were counted, Anchorage failed to have a two-thirds majority needed to establish itself as an independent city. The decision on what to do lay with Judge Frederick Brown at the U.S. District Court in Valdez. Judge Brown ruled that the blank ballots be removed and treated as if they did not vote, and that the city be allowed to incorporate. So on November 23, 1920, Anchorage officially became a city. In the same election, citizens voted in the first city council, and in light of receiving the highest number of votes, Leopold David was elected as the city's first mayor. The Anchorage Daily Times said on page 2, Judge Leopold David is now Lord Mayor of Anchorage, the newly incorporated town. It is the common opinion of all that the right man received the honor. David was elected with 320 votes, around 67% of the votes cast. Fast forward 100 years and the current mayor, Dave Bronson, was elected with just short of 46,000 votes and nearly 51% of the votes cast. In 1920, Anchorage's population was around 2,000 or 2,500. In 2021, it's nearly 300,000. Over the past 100 years, the city has changed a lot, but these two mayors have more in common than you might think. Both Mayor David in 1920 and Mayor Bronson in 2021 were born outside of Anchorage, and in fact, outside of Alaska. And though there's some controversy on this point, the evidence points to Leopold David being born outside the United States, as were the first five mayors of the city. It's not until 1964, with the election of Elmer Rasmussen, born in Yakutat, that Anchorage had its first Alaskan-born mayor. And not until 2003, when Mark Begich was selected for the position, that the city's top office was held by someone born in the city. Both Leopold David and Dave Bronson became mayor with little, if any, prior political experience. David's background was in law, and Bronson was an Air Force and commercial pilot. Finally, and this might be obvious, Leopold David and Dave Bronson are both men. In fact, every mayor elected in Anchorage in the last 100 years has been a man. In a state where, for a time, you could buy all manner of t-shirts and trinkets emblazoned with the slogan, Alaska, where men are men and women win the Iditarod, no woman has ever been elected to run its largest city. One is left wondering, if a woman can win the toughest race on earth, why can't a woman lead Anchorage? And there are deserts that I have yet to cross And I have dreamed of faraway places where imagination just gets lost And I would search the wide world over For one proverb that is true But of all the roads I'll ever walk I just, I can't Throughout this season, we've been pausing to let you know about the Imagine Project. 
All during this season of the Anchored City podcast, we're exploring the places in the city where things are or are becoming the way they're supposed to be for all people. During the months of September, October, and November, we've been partnering with Kaladi Brothers Coffee to hear from you about what would make Anchorage the way it's supposed to be for all people. We've been asking people the question, for Anchorage to be the way it's supposed to be for all people, I imagine. You might be wondering how that project's going. We asked someone with a front row seat to tell us what they've seen. Hi, I'm Jeremiah. I'm in charge of the downtown cafe for Kaladi Brothers. And when we started doing this project, I honestly was expecting to have to deal with more problematic people writing uh, profane things up on the boards and having to make sure to take them down and police it a lot more. But it was actually ended up being incredibly productive. I only had to uh, race it a couple of times throughout the two month period. And it was really lovely because people actually started engaging more in conversations with each other based off of what was being written on the boards. Yeah, I would say that one of the big big things that I saw was uh, they customers would come in and they would see things written on the boards and feel better about themselves and about the state of things uh, just based off of what they saw. And if nothing else, people also would write funny things and would help give people a good laugh otherwise. <laughs> To join in and share what you imagine, stop by a local Kaladi Brothers Cafe and look for the posters explaining the project and the chalkboard where you can record your input. Go to anchorageutc.org allpeople to find out about participating locations. If you can't make it to a cafe, you can share your thoughts by going to facebook.com anchorageutc. Responses will be gathered and presented to Anchorage decision makers for their consideration. Please join us in imagining an Anchorage that's the way it's supposed to be for all people. For more information, go to anchorageutc.org slash all people. And with all those lessons learned With the crazy long life that I lived already And the scars I earned I still can't seem to find But loving you just once was worth it, even if I, I can't... Boston, help. Massachusetts, and Anchorage, Alaska don't have a lot in common. The cities sit at opposite ends of the country. Anchorage is on the Pacific Ocean, and Boston, the Atlantic. Alaska has its own time zone that's four hours different than Boston on the East Coast. Boston played a key role in the Revolutionary War, where the United States gained its independence from England. But Alaska doesn't become part of the United States until almost 100 years later, when it's bought from Russia for $7.2 million, or about two cents an acre. And Alaska doesn't become a state for an additional 100 years. Boston's population is more than twice of that of Anchorage, and its metro area, at 8.2 million people, dwarfs the population of the entire state of Alaska, which is 734,000. But in the past week, Boston elected its first female mayor in the history of the office. Michelle Wu, the daughter of Taiwanese immigrants, is also the first person of color to hold the city's top job. NBC News reported, Wu's win ends the city's 200-year history of electing white men. 
This development should be of interest to the citizens of Anchorage because it's one way where Anchorage and Boston are similar. In the 100-year history of mayors in our fair city, not one woman or a person of color has ever been elected. When or if that ever happens, the headlines may well proclaim Anchorage ends the city's over 100-year history of electing white men. I'm sure some listeners are scratching their heads right now since Anchorage has had a female in the highest office recently. Austin Quinn Davison was the acting mayor from October 2020 till July 2021. She took over the office following the departure, due to scandal, of Ethan Berkowitz. And she was in the office until the election of Dave Bronson. However, she was not elected to the office by the people, but rather appointed by the Assembly as an interim. While Quinn Davidson was not elected as mayor, she does have the distinction of being the first female to hold the position in any capacity. She's also the first LGBTQ plus individual to hold the office. But despite all that, it's still true that in its 100-year history, Alaska's largest city has never elected a woman as mayor. And remember, Alaska is the state that brought you Sarah Palin, who was governor back in the early 2000s, and the first Republican female vice presidential nominee back in 2008. It is pointed out often that Anchorage is a very diverse city, but that diversity has yet to extend to the office of mayor. An opinion piece titled, Yes, Anchorage and Alaska are rich in diversity, but what about equality, ran in the Anchorage Daily News in 2015. The article was written by author and UAA psychology professor E.J.R. David and it points out the disparity between the diversity of the city and who holds power in Anchorage. The opening of the article quotes an appearance on public television by David where he says, Here in Anchorage, we always talk about how diverse we are, and it's great. But if you look at the city of Anchorage, as diverse as it is, who are the people in power? If you line them up side by side and look at them, they do not reflect this awesome diversity that we've been talking about right now. So who has all the power here? So it's not about diversity just because it's cool to look at, because it's colorful. We need to also think about diversity in terms of equality among all those different diverse groups, in terms of power, in terms of voice, in terms of opportunities and resources, and those things need to happen on a systemic level. He goes on to state, Nobody seems to understand that a big part of racism is power. And no one seems to notice that the people in power, the decision makers, and those who have the resources to make things happen, do not reflect this diversity that we're celebrating. And finally, he asks, what will our leaders, those who've been around for a while and those who are newly elected, do beyond the surface level celebrations, galas, and banquets to address the power inequity between the ethnic cultural groups and other disparities that exist? I would like to take it a step further and ask, Why aren't those in power in Anchorage reflective of the population? The type of government established by those revolutionary founding fathers in places like Boston was a representative republic. For a republic, in whatever form it takes, national or local, to be representative, it must ensure that all the people are represented. Anchorage's political beginnings were unique and a little bit broken. An election to name the city ended with an ignored result and a third-place name being taken as the city's moniker. 
When voting to become officially self-ruled, over 15% of the ballots cast were blank and thrown out by court order. But the desire for the city to be ruled by the people who live in the city continues. And for that to truly happen, those leading Anchorage will need to reflect the people that live in the city. All of the people of the city. Here's to hoping that the stranglehold white men have on the mayor's office ends long before it did in Boston. 100 years is long enough, and 200 years is too many. In our next episode, I'll be joined by Austin Quinn Davison and EJR David. We will discuss how the leadership of the city can become the way it's supposed to be for all people. Until then, I'm Joel Kiegenfeld. Be good out there. Leopold David is featured in Season 1, Episode 7 of this podcast. If you haven't listened to that episode, I invite you to check it out. The Anchored City Podcast is grateful for our partner this season, Kaladi Brothers Coffee. Kaladi's is a catalyst for community. Stop into one of their 17 cafes in Anchorage, across Alaska, and in Seattle, or check them out at kaladi.com. That's K-A-L-A-D-I dot com. We are also grateful for a grant from Resonate Global Mission and a partnership with Street Psalms, both of which contribute to making this podcast possible. And we are grateful for you, our listeners. If you are grateful for what you're hearing, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and recommend us to your friends. You can support this podcast by selecting the Anchorage Urban Training Collaborative at smile.amazon.com when you shop at Amazon so that when you make a purchase, Amazon donates to us. Resources used to make this episode can be found in the show details. The Anchored City Podcast is a production of the Anchorage Urban Training Collaborative. The mission of the collaborative is to train the head, hearts, and hands of urban leaders to love their city and seek its peace. When we say peace, we mean a desire to see a world where all things are the way they're supposed to be for all people. Find us online at anchorageutc.org or on social media at Anchorage UTC. Our theme music is by Anchorage's own Monica Lutner.